0: <laughs> if if you're Ooh. tuning tuning in from last time, you'll notice two things. one, uh, we have an intro now. <laughs> there, there's an official <laughs> intro. <laughs> and said uh, the, the second thing is the audio isn't super cringy. so we make <laughs> <laughs> we make really good uh, really fast transitions over here today. We're really just gonna talk about marketing for an individual group because we see just in business and in life you see so many people that have a really good business they have a really good product or service but they haven't really plugged into this supercharged marketing this really creative marketing maybe they're doing like word of mouth maybe they're 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 just running newspaper ads or just asking for referrals and that is a way to do it and that should be a part of any business but What we're going to talk about is creative ideas for individual, very specific professions, services, or companies. And so that's what we're going to go over today. I think, I don't know, man, what do you think in terms of like the industries that could need marketing the most? Like
1: picking a a what niche? at this day and age probably needs the most amount of help and is,
0: is underserved or yeah something to that effect. Yeah. It might be a generalization too, but who, who needs it the most? Cause we were talking about like general contractors. We're talking about these really the, kind of the blue collar type jobs. And you, you figure like you even take an attorney for an example, an attorney will go to school for seven years. And then when they get out, they still have to be good at marketing and they still have to be good at sales or they go to work for a big firm that's already done all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I was just seeing if you had like an area that you thought kind of needed the most most help or what stands out to you in terms of uh, that, that concept of who could use the most marketing?
1: Well, how about I maybe throw a few thoughts and then you let me know what... So like for professional services, um, HVAC, plumbers, those sorts of things, I think one of the main issues is the actual hiring process, like mm-hmm. they're, they're finding there's a shortage of labor or a perceived shortage of labor, mm-hmm. finding the people to do the work, right? It's mm-hmm. more hands on type stuff. For something like lawyers, um, yeah, you're totally right. They spend all this time learning how to do law <laughs> or yeah, the fulfillment yeah. of their business. But when it comes to marketing itself, if you walk in not knowing what you're doing, customer acquisition costs, mm-hmm. costs cost of leads, like if you just ran a digital marketing campaign, you're going to spend a ton of money. Yeah, so you know, part of that is finding who to partner with as a marketer, what things you can try and so on and so forth. Um, There's also realtors, which, you know, I think they're underserved, not so much that they're underserved, but that there's so many realtors and there's so few deals coming in. Yeah. And then going back to the professional service side is some of them may have a ton of money, word of mouth, right? But the problem is what if they want to exit later? Yeah. So when they go, the business goes with them. It just dies. Like I've called people. They're like, yep, I'm going to shut things down and let everything die, which is crazy to me because that's your legacy and it just goes away. So part of marketing isn't so much to get new business if you need it, but it's also to preserve and keep things working systematically without you, with or without you so that you can exit in the future. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe we can go into the professional services side and talk about maybe the not so obvious things of what marketing can do. For somebody that maybe does have plenty of business word of mouth, but yeah, yeah. Just let's keeping run things going. going. Let's
0: just run through like a scenario. Like uh, we'll take the the roofing example, and if uh, the traditional like you know the traditional marketing of newspaper ask for referrals, run ads, cold call, it just it's just not really going to work. Even if you're door knocking after a hailstorm, right? Like oh, there's a joke about the roofing companies praying for hail so they can go out <laughs> and, and, and you know replace everyone's roof, and and so. <laughs> You know, it really, this day and age, there's so much competition. The internet is connected to everyone. There's access to information everywhere. So the speed at which things change is just like immense. Things change so quick in marketing and sales. And that means they change fast in business too. And because they change so fast, you have to be creative. So I'll go over like what I would do if I was, if I had a roofing company or somebody hired me to help with their marketing the first thing I would do, you're right, is is make sure that the flow of the sales process is already in. You have to have a way to get people in the door and out the door, like systematically, mechanically. They have mm-hmm. to be able to come in, pay their money, and then they get the service very quickly. And, and roofing jobs are no joke. I mean, you can spend 20, 30, 50 grand on yeah. on a new roof. And guess what? Everybody needs a roof. So talk about a good industry to be in. But uh, you know, aside from the traditional... Aside from the traditional like newspaper ads, ask for referrals, pray for hailstorms, you know, what if you just took a drone and you hired somebody or you bought a drone with a camera and and you went to all the neighborhoods that were just 15 to 25 years old because we know that most roofs start to need repair about that time. You take the pictures of all the roofs that need replaced and then you go knock on their door with, and, and you show them like, hey, did you know your roof looks like this, right? And they're going to go, yeah, I, I did. I, I know we just haven't been able to, re- uh, you know, had the money to replace it. Uh, and, and, and then you go from there, you know, well, that's great. Uh, we have a financing program. We can get you approved, no payments for a year or whatever you've set up to make it very easy to take their money. And if you don't close them or they tell you to go away, guess what? You have just located your ideal person. They have a roof and it needs replaced. So just because you don't close it right then and there, doesn't mean that it's not it's not going to happen. Or you go away. And that's the importance of like the CRM and the process side that you're so good at in terms of following up with these, keeping them in, retargeting them on social media, giving them a call every six months. You have a couple full time people doing that for a very large client base, and and you're closing. You know, 10 new roofs a week, 20. I mean, do the math on that, you know, so I don't know. I think that's the kind of out of the box type of marketing that needs to be done in terms of that. What are the things that you were talking about systematically in terms of like the business and how it runs and all that that need to be in place before you do all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, so part of it is just having a presence like Google My Business, making sure you're getting your reviews, making sure that you have a review uh, management and generation system so that when you do have clients and they're happy, they have an outlet, they have a call to action. Hey, by the way, if you enjoyed working with us, leave us a review, talk yeah. about us. That increases your ranking on Google. It, sh- it basically tells Google and its algorithm, this service uh, is important. It's providing value to people. And the services it provides is related to whatever keywords you have on your site. So if it's roofing, mm-hmm. if it's roofing in whatever, uh, you know, a city in Chicago, like, I don't know, right, wherever right. <laughs> roofing is uh, is doing best, right? Um, so that's that's part of that side. In terms yeah. of what you just mentioned, which I kind of, I think it's worth touching up on is and this is sort of one of the big things is having the CRM, organizing yeah. your leads and retargeting them and having a way to, to follow up with them in a way that's automated. And it's as easy mm-hmm. as possible and it organizes the workflow of your salespeople. So yeah. the harder it is for salespeople to do their sales, the lower the chance that they're going to comply. Meaning there's going to be a bunch of stuff that slips through the cracks. People are not yeah. going to be getting follow-up where the majority of your sales are coming from. Yep. So one way is you can just, you know, crack your whip and say, you guys got to follow up and <laughs> push them yeah. and do meetings all day. But the the lower, you know, the lower barrier to entry to getting that done. Is the lower hanging fruit is having a CRM organize it and do it for you, and then telling them when they have to follow up, what the follow up conversation should be, like hey, yeah, you took a drone shot and whatever it is, um, and then the retargeting ads. And I
0: don't know if you wanted to add something to that, but I have an idea for a cool uh, <laughs> retargeting ad. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, you know, that uh, before you you go into that, just a comment on what you were saying about uh, cracking the whip and having the sales team go, which is totally fine that's I think where the leadership comes into play because you can't just necessarily crack a whip and have somebody do something if they're not already being productive. Right? So if you can't, it's not a like, Hey, we got to get more sales. Well, why aren't we getting sales now? Right? It's, it might have something to do with the sales guy. Maybe he can't close, but maybe it could be a ton of other things too. So, um, and I think that's, it's so, it's so obvious, man. I ran into this business the other day, local business. I went in to get service on my vehicle And he had no CRM. He didn't ask me for my name, not what type of car I had, none of that stuff. And then he asked me to pay him with Zelle, you know, and it was just like, wow, like they're just, they're, they're surviving apparently. And they have no processes and no CRM. And those are the type of companies where you take it, you put in a sales team, you put in a process, you put in some creative marketing and they triple their revenue in three to four months. You know, those are the type of businesses that it just could really use, I guess, like some of the concepts we're talking about. What was the other point you had? Yeah, no, 100%. Um,
1: So, well, to that point, businesses businesses that can survive just like that without any process or organization, it's because one, they have the real estate, they have the location, so they're getting an influx of Mm -hmm. traffic and they may not be that problem aware. Like they're already making money, so why should they fix it? But you, literally what you said, you could double or triple your sales. Um, But part of that and and one of the retargeting ad ad ideas, and I've seen stuff like this before, which is, you know, let's say people think, hey, roofing is expensive. They have that internal objection, mm-hmm. can't afford it, mm-hmm. get financing. One of the ads is if you got, you know, roofing damage following the storm in whatever city, um, and you're thinking about paying a roofing company, don't. Yeah. Your city is helping with this incentive, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. And it's sort of like, and they're like, wait, don't, what do you mean don't? Yeah. And then, and then you pitch them, you get them in your system, you make them click for some kind of assessment consultation, see if they qualify for financing, yeah. like playing with your offer. You can do all this sort of, these sorts of marketing gymnastics and acrobatics when yeah. you have a CRM, when you have a retargeting process in place. Yeah. I think part of the reason that people don't do it is because it, you know they're focused on running their business it may seem like there's a lot going on Yeah, it's not that complicated but there are a lot of details and there are a lot of moving parts and you got to make sure that everything's working
0: yeah well and the other thing is you've got all of that i 100% agree with and, and then you have the difference between a, a very creative good marketing company and a not so creative bad marketing company and then there's the difference between you, you know if they if you're sending them leads Or appointments or whatever and their sales team is or isn't closing them okay is it the marketing is it the sales team is it a little bit of both right that's why it's so important to have it's just like a lethal combination to have somebody that is good at sales and good at marketing because they're thinking with what's going to happen when this person gets in front of the customer as they show them the ads which is why the ad that you said just now is like a brilliant idea right it's just like the hook it gets them in the whole point of marketing is just to find the people that want or need your product or service that's it and it's been so it's it's really convoluted and been watered down with like a lot of gimmicks a lot of trickery like if you look at some of the commercials from the 50s or 60s you know they're very simple hey drink coca-cola and they had obviously this image thing that they attached to tons and tons of product but that was the thing there weren't hooks and gimmicks and stuff like that in early advertising and so that's why i think it's kind of you know, it, it could be refreshing to have that be brought back. And really, let's just look for the people that need or could use our service. And maybe they don't even know about the product yet. So we have to tell them about the product and, and enlighten them. And then, and then maybe they want it. And I, I think that's why the, there's sort of this sales guy reputation too. Sales guys having a bad reputation for selling people things that they don't need, right? It's yeah. just like, it's really kind of unethical to sell somebody something that they don't need or have a desire for right it's yep, like yep. solar panels to a guy who lives in where antarctica where the sun never shines or something like that you know like could you close them on it probably um, but yeah so that's there's just so many dynamics and then people go and the sales guys in their head go like okay I'm going to pay this marketer he's going to get me leads and it's going to work and then he doesn't necessarily know or appreciate the process of how long it might take two three four iterations to get to get right, you know what I'm yep, saying. Yep. It, it can take time, right? Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. 100. One thing I'll add to that is, you know, one of the best processes that you can have in place is where they're they're pretty much sold when they view when they when the marketing hits them, they go through your funnel. They're pretty much sold, so that by the time the the salesperson has to come in, they don't need to be. Well, nobody should be unethical, but they don't need to be too aggressive. Yeah. They just got to slightly push them over the edge, have that consultation, yeah. build that rapport and trust with them. That's the best kind of marketing. Yeah. But when the marketing really isn't doing much, it's just driving like low quality leads and you require salespeople yeah. to be just outright killers on the phone. I mean, there, there are only really a few types of industries that I say that you should have that that kind of situation or or... or sales culture in place, but for right. the most part, for scaling the average business or a roofing company, like you want them to be in and sold. And really people just wanna have a conversation with somebody, they have to have those good sales, like not even sales skills, communication skills to build yeah. trust with your business. Yeah, that wholesome experience,
0: that relationship. Yeah, um, another you thing- that- ins- You can insist, i don't interrupt you, because you can actually insist that when you're at the guy's house who has a roof and it's leaking and the shingles are falling off and, and it looks like trash, right? That's when you, you're in the position if you market correctly, and your sales guy goes, Look, man, I don't get it here. Like, look at your roof. You need a roof, dude. Like, what, what's <laughs> I, maybe I'm missing something, but why aren't you signing up, man? Because your roof is in shambles. And like, that gives the sales team so much leverage when you can get them in front of a person who yep. absolutely needs your product. Yep. Yeah yeah the the high intent
1: leads, that's sort of the cream of the crop. That's what everybody's after, and so few people are getting. yeah, because it requires strategy. So what yeah. you said about the whole drone thing is brilliant because most people are not doing that. It's like marketing has become so easy and at the same to- at the same token, it's become really hard because yeah. everybody thinks let's just throw up a Facebook ad or let's all yeah. do this thing that everyone <laughs> else is doing, right? Yeah, everyone's competing for attention, but the strategy is really missing. Putting a Facebook ad is not a strategy. The strategy yeah. is what's the angle? Yeah. Like how what's the intent, the high intent marker? What's the signal? Do I have aerial footage of their roof or something else for another niche? Do yeah. I know that they're looking for this? Are they Googling stuff like this? Right. So yeah. you know, strategy is really missing. And that's, you know, that's honestly why it is important and why there's so many marketing agencies because businesses are good at what they do. They fulfill on their product or service. Like yeah. That's that's their business <laughs> is not marketing, is essentially applied psychology. You're thinking about so many different angles. You're thinking about the technology and its mechanics, but you're also thinking about the people that it contacts. Yeah. And so much more. And the last thing I'll add here is, you know, it's one thing, exactly what you said, is to put the service or product in front of the people who want it. But it's another thing to put it in front of the people who want it in a way that's cost effective. Yeah. Everybody could just light money on fire, right? And you can Mm -hmm. get leads, but your customer acquisition costs are going to be through the roof. So.
0: That's so a yeah, good man. point. Yeah, yeah, and it's not, not to sort of oversimplify with my definition that I use for marketing, but I think it really just cuts through all of the bulls BS. Because people think, okay, I got to have mark- marketing. Well, what's everybody else doing? You're exactly right. Oh, we're going to do Facebook ads. I ran a month worth of Facebook ads. I spent you know $25 per lead. I got 20 leads, and I only got two of them on the phone. Well, that didn't work on to the yeah. next. Oh, and then they come up with some other weird, bright idea to that. that it's just not, you, you can't do it that way, you know? And yeah. that's so, there's so many people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars on marketing on Facebook ads, and they're really not serving them. I've seen yep. it, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of the channel. I think Facebook and, and Instagram is really on the way out in terms of advertising. It's more like what you were talking about earlier, like a culture of, of attention being the 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 new gold rush or the new oil rush right like Hormozy or whoever was talking about that and it's and it's true it is it because once you have the attention if you've got two million followers you just say something and you pluck all of the people that need exactly that thing right out of your audience you know so super cool man i think we could get into more of the strategy based or we can either use this example on the next next one where we go okay how does the sales process work for this roofing company how does the sales uh, flow, how does it go? How do you upsell? How do you add additional products, right? That's another, I could talk for five hours about adding additional products to your product suite or upselling, right? So many people just have one product and they're one trick pony enough. So we could go either way with it, man, for the next time. I think we could go either way and parting thoughts. What's the parting thoughts uh, from you? No, I think really it's the focus on strategy,
1: uh, getting attention. In a way that's cost-effective, obviously. Um, And then last thing I'll say, which is harping on what you just mentioned, is it's easier to make more money from your existing clients offering more products or services than getting new clients to buy from you.
0: That is so so true. That is so so true. It's like, I I actually did that. I went back over my existing book of business one year and 60% of my commissions that year were from my old book of business so easy to close nuts and, and 40% were from new clients where I was hustling and spent like 30 grand in marketing that year. You know? Wow. It's so, it's so true, man. Yeah. But that's, that's cool. So next time we probably will, we'll probably do a little bit of both. Uh, For those of you that are listening, if you have a topic you want to hear covered or a business, how we would market for your business, you can leave it in the comments and we'll probably just roll like this and go with the roofing example, but then also add some other ones in there too. Yeah, cool. That sounds good. Cool, man. All right. See you next time. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me on, bro. Appreciate it.